Unique, yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Back again from my man cave to bring you another edition of the Jeff Allen Sports Talk podcast. As always, we invite you to be interactive with us. This doesn't have to be a one-way street of just me talking to you. You can talk back to me. Starting with the website, JeffAllenSportsTalk.com, our Facebook page, at JeffAllen88, and on Twitter, at JeffAllen underscore 88, or by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. So the UCF Knights survive coming from behind to defeat the University of Memphis Tigers 31-30 this past Saturday to keep their winning streak alive at 19 straight games to go for number 20 at East Carolina this coming Saturday. And the UCF Knights still not getting any love in the polls, remaining at, at their same position as a week ago. At uh, number 9 in the coaches, number 10 in the writers' poll, while teams above them, uh, there were plenty of uh, upset victories that took place, and they got left by other teams like Michigan, LSU. I'll give you LSU. They beat Georgia, which was in the, which was, uh, uh, in the top four, so that's that I, that I don't have a quibble with, but... Uh, Again, they are just not getting any respect, and that keeps them on the, the outer periphery when the college football playoffs start putting their rankings out of them having a chance. And it's interesting to note Notre Dame only beat Pittsburgh by five. UCF blew them out by over 30. And for Notre Dame, it's quality loss. For UCF, it's like, ah, oh, you got to play better people. And so, and, and this quality loss business is you know, like, you know, that's better than being undefeated. I just don't get that lineup argument. Now, that said, I think this ranking is good for the Knights, and I'll tell you why. It keeps the chip on the shoulder. It keeps the conversation alive, because the more they disrespect, the more the Knights keep winning, the argument builds momentum. So this is a good thing, and I think that's, uh, uh, if it would be, they would be deserving to be in the playoff if they were undefeated again. I still don't see it happening. It would take a monster miracle for that to happen. But at least the conversation continues. They're still going to have to do their part. They're hitting a, uh, uh, you know, they, I knew they were going to get a tough battle from Memphis. You know, the Knights have tortured them over the years. Uh, 12 and one, I believe against them. And they've beaten them in big games in the last couple of years. And, this is like the second time we've beaten them in, in coming from behind on their home turf. So it's a, you know, they, they've got to, you know, they should beat East Carolina easily. After a bye week, they'll play Temple, then it's Navy, then Cincinnati, and then USF. So the schedule will get remarkably harder, as we saw last year. Uh, it started getting tighter and tighter. The, the Navy game uh, up in Annapolis last year uh, was was a was a, a tightly contested affair for a while before the Knights pulled away. Then the SMU game was only a seven point affair, and then they had tremendous epic battles with South Florida, and then in, again against Memphis in the AAC title game. 
Well, the NBA is kicking off their season this week, and for the Orlando Magic, it is their 30th season. Oh my God, that makes me feel old. Their 30th season. Imagine that. Now, the last 8 to 10, it maybe seems a lot longer because the last 8 to 10 have been pretty forgetful. But boy, they've had some great runs, uh, certainly in the 90s, uh, reaching the NBA Finals again in the, uh, in the, uh, around, the around 2007 with the Dwight Howard-led team with Jameer Nelson and Hidu Turkoglu. Uh, but uh, 30 years of Magic Basketball. And I'm going to uh, uh, release a blog this week. I wrote up a, 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 uh, some Magic memories of mine, and it all kind of goes back before the team ironically, and I'll give you a couple of uh, highlights from that, but I won't tell you the whole story because, you know, which are either blog, but, uh, you know, the mid-1980s, I was producing the sports talk show on WKIS AM740 for Christopher Russo. He was not the mad dog that he was in, is now in New York, but he was, uh, hey, rapid fire, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was, he was uh, something that this market had never heard before. And he managed to land an interview with NBA Commissioner David Stern. And so as the producer, I'm charged with getting uh, the guest on the, on, the, on the phone. And, and Commissioner Stern, in his you know, heavy New York accent, you know, being cordial. Uh, uh, so tell me, Jeff, you think, uh, you think the NBA would do good in Orlando? And you know, so I'm, like, I'm like a 20-year-old kid, but I'm a huge sports fan. And I love the NBA, you know, that's during the era of the Magic Bird, Celtics, Lakers, the 76ers were in the mix, and I was always a big Dr. J fan. So, you know, I was like, wow, the NBA is awesome. And David Stern's asking me how the NBA is going to do in Orlando, and I'm like, well, uh, yes, Mr. Stern, I think it would be awesome to have that here. It would be fantastic. So, <laughs> I sound like more like 14 in a puberty there than at age 20, and maybe a little bit like Mickey Mouse, but you get the point. Um, so it was very interesting that he, that, he, that he was looking at markets around that time. And of course, I think that's around the time uh, Jimmy Hewitt, the businessman who dreamed of having the NBA in Orlando, was starting to get Pat Williams, uh, the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, on board. And then, you know, the rest is history. They got a team. And, and, uh, and my other vivid memory of that first season was the, the first game ever, which was a preseason game, but the world champion Detroit Pistons coming to town in 1989. And the place was just electric. And it was deafening, especially as the magic came back late. It's a preseason game, but we didn't care. We wanted to see the Magic knock off the world champs. And that place was just so massively loud. And ironically, I ended up, I was uh, a, a co-season ticket holder. Me and three of my buddies had uh, season tickets. And I all set to watch the game. And then uh, uh, a former colleague of mine who worked for the Magic said, Hey, we need some fo- we, need, we need a couple guys to help uh, Sunshine Network uh, uh, do stats for the game. So we got to sit courtside next to Chip. And Goose Givens. And as the late stages of the fourth quarter go on, the Pistons have missed like 14 shots in a row, and I'm feeding that stat to Goose Givens. And and uh, ironically, later in my radio career, I got to co-host a show with him, which was one of my fond memories in the broadcasting business. Uh, definitely a lot of fun. 
and uh, and and you know that sound was only duplicated later as the Magic had early su- success in their first fourteen games, going seven and seven, and then eventually they they beat the L.A. Lakers with Magic Johnson, and the and and the only time I heard it as loud, if not louder, was when they finally beat the Indiana Pacers in the conference finals to go to the NBA finals. So look for that blog coming up on uh, jeffallensportstalk.com. I'll be uh, releasing that uh, a little bit later this week. Last week, I had a chance to uh, catch uh, author Mitch Album, who many of you who are sports fans know as a longtime sports writer uh, with the Detroit Free Press, and then, of course, his many, many appearances on the sports reporters on ESPN. And, of course, he wrote Tuesdays with Maury, who he was was college uh, college mentor and it was made into a movie. And then um, you hear the little ambient noise of the motorcycle going through the neighborhood there. Uh, <laughs> um, so then, you know, he uh, he uh, got into writing some 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 books that uh, were very thought provoking. And, of course, you know, he had the the five people you meet in heaven. And now his new book is the next person you meet in heaven. And uh, the Orlando Sentinel had him f- for an event last week called Unscripted, where he talks about the book and, and everything like that. And uh, and he is a great storyteller, just a tremendous storyteller. So if on his book tour he comes to your area, it'd be well worth it for you to attend. Checking out the baseball playoffs, and boy, it is interesting. And as we're recording the podcast this evening, looking at... Uh, Game five of the NLCS, and the Dodgers leading Milwaukee five to one in the top of the eighth. As we record this, um, bring up a little ambient noise from that. So, uh, of course, the ALCS will be on uh, TBS uh, this evening, and by the time you maybe hear this podcast, uh, it'll be after that game. And uh, Red Sox owning a two-one lead in that series. So interesting so far. The Dodgers could go up three to two. Last two games will be back in Milwaukee, where the Brewers had been fantastic. But so far, the baseball playoffs have been interesting. Jackie Bradley Jr. with a big grand slam uh, in last night's game and drove drove in seven as the Red Sox took a two to one lead there. So uh, lots of interesting things happening with the baseball playoffs. Again, a reminder: look for my blog about Magic season number thirty and the and my look back. Where it all began at jeffallensportstalk.com. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at jeffallen underscore 88, on Facebook at jeffallen88, and the website jeffallensportstalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, jeffallensportstalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. I want to take a moment to tell you about the inspiration for Kramer's Salve for Dogs. I found Kramer as a small pup when we were living in Knoxville as I was taking our dog Precious out in the middle of a cold rainy night. We had heard a dog barking and whining thinking somebody had left him out on a balcony. 
No one came forward to claim him, so he joined our family. Kramer struggled mightily with skin allergies. My wife Joy tried all sorts of ointments and medications, and other than some temporary relief here and there, nothing was really helping him. Then she came to remember that people have used neem for its healing properties, and after two years of intensive research, created the best solution of its kind, not just for Kramer, but for dogs everywhere. Kramer Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. A four-ounce, six-month supply, including shipping, is just $30. Or a two ounce, three month supply, including shipping, is just $20. Your pet is family and deserves the best. Help your dog end the itch and hotspot cycle by ordering online today at kramersalve.net. That's K R A M E R S A L V E.net.